Hi, this is Karina Ganters, host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. to another episode of Behind the Pen. I'm your host, Karina Gantis. I'm an award-winning author and an award-winning filmmaker, a podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber, and I host the uh, Author Assist show on the Artist First Radio Network. And I also run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing and promotion. Now, as you should know by now, Behind the Pen is for any creators that use a pen. You could be a a uh, musician, a uh, author, a illustrator, and the list goes on. Well, today my guest is Tatiana, and she's on location at the moment, which is rather fun. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Tatiana. Thank you for having me. So the first question I ask my guests is, what do you use your pen for? Memories. Um, I'm uh, a little bit old school, I guess, in the fact that we use pens. A lot of people are very digital now. They use their phones. They use their iPads. And I'm very, very diligent with keeping with my pen for some reason. It seems more personal. Um, I can tell by the writing what kind of mood I was in if I was, you know, in an agitated state. Um, It's, I don't know, it just seems more personal. I've always stuck with my pen. It never left me. That I'm exactly the same when I'm writing my books. I never do straight on computer. I have to do it on pen and paper and then type it up later. Yeah. So you like that when you're writing your lyrics, you just, yes. uh, whatever the thoughts that are in your mind, you get them down. It's funny because lyrics come to me uh, when I'm writing the most random times. I can be in the shower. I can be on the road. I can just be sitting here. I can be hearing something and I'm like, oh, I'll be singing something. And I'm like, uh, what is, is that anybody oh, no I, let me let me write it down really quickly so I usually have a notepad and a pen somewhere around me I have so many of them people are like what is like what's with you in post-its and I'm like I'm like it's just <laughs> it's for me to remember so yeah I I, I uh, it's a big part of the process it's the same I think it's the same for every author I mean we're very similar um, lyrics uh, and um, novels and stories Um, always carry a pen and paper around because you never know when the um, the inspiration is going to hit and and it can be anything that causes it Um, I used to run around with the dictaphone I mean do you do that with your mobile do you talk into that I do, but I don't frequently use it as much, to be quite honest with you. Like, I found that um, when I do that, it's great when you get something right on the whim and you Mm -hmm. can't remember it or you can't write it down. That's when it's great. But other than that, like, I I rarely go back to them for some reason or another. So I like to write things down. I like to kind of, once I've written it down, because I can write all these extra little notes, you know, like, because when you, I don't know if it's the same for you as an author or just as a creative, like when you're making something something you have a thousand different ideas at the same time so sometimes it's difficult to get it all out and versus when you're speaking and then speaking manically versus when you're writing and you can write down a couple of different ideas put a you know something in parentheses something this is a reference it kind of comes together more in that way old school I I, I, I love uh, it it's, 
simple. No, I love it. I love that you're still old school. Stay that way. It's the best. So let's yeah. talk about how this all started with you, because as if you haven't guessed already, uh, my viewers and my listeners, uh, Tatiana is a songwriter, a musician, and she's in a band, but she's a lot more than that as well. And we'll go into uh, what else she's up to. But you wear quite a few hats when it comes to creativity. I mean, where did it all start with you? How old were you when you got that book? Oh, my God. Well, my grandmother would say when I was born, I was very, uh, I made quite an entrance. So ever since <laughs> I was really young, I used to, I remember I, I would go in her closet and my grandmother had this amazing wardrobe of glitz and glam and sequins. And I mean, she was just so bold with everything that she did. So I would basically go in her closet and put layers of her clothes on. And then I would make them sit outside and like watch me do a show. And then so like, cause like there were different parts. So then as you take off, you know, this, then it's a different person. And so that's been since I was very young. And I mean, since I was wow. very little, I used to embarrass my mother when we would go anywhere, because like, if I got the inspiration to dance or to sing or to do something, she'd be like, stop it in front of people. And I'm like, who cares? Like, you can't, never, you can't stop the creativity. that has stopped me. And when yeah. I was, um, when I was seven and eight, and uh, I say this often, but when I was seven and eight, I still have composition books that I used to write in. And I'm seven years old, I'm eight years old. Like, I don't know what I'm writing, but I wrote poetry, I wrote music, I wrote things that made sense to me and I still have them. And um, it's so, it, it was that early on. And when I was eight years old, that's when I had asked my dad for a piano because I would hear things and I just had a sense that I, I don't know. I'm like, so I asked for it. I would listen to music and then I would play it. Um, then that's when I started getting into, they were like, maybe we should go into music schools. And that's, so I went into music programs, magnet music. And that's when, um, I had to learn how to correctly play, how to listen uh, about the history of music. And it's very essential. I think it's very important to learn these things, but I found a little bit of limitation and restriction in the way that they allow you to think and be creative. It's so sometimes one-minded where you have to do this and you have to do that. It's not like you can do multiple things. I think since that time it's become different, um, but it, it was one of those limiting things to why I stopped going into music. Cause when mm -hmm. I went into those magnet music programs, when I was in seventh, eighth and ninth grade, I learned something in that time, whereas I was, so magnet programs in a school are basically like if you're in elementary or middle school, you have uh, two to three hours of elective, which is dedicated to your craft. And mine was music. So they have people that are dance, that are art and that are this. And I was, I've always been very happy and loud and just like, you know, with whatever I had, but something that I realized when I was younger was that people get jealous of you being your best. And especially like in, in that young mindset, you know, like I remember like I had gotten a, like attention from the teacher and I was a soprano one. So I could hit like Celine Dion notes. Like I was, I had a higher voice range than I think I do now. I'm capable of it, but I had higher back then. So I remember the girls used to say to me, like, why are you trying to show off? Like, why are you trying to be like this? And then I kind of learned to inhibit myself and not be so... Which is wrong. I know. I've been aware. Like me, yeah, you know? I've been there. I've been there with you. It's they call it showing off. We call it creativity and just expressing ourselves because yes. we yeah. love to to sing. We love the the passion we have for it. Um, 
to to um, whether it's a Celine Dion or something uh, lower register, whatever. But um, yeah, I understand. I understand completely, and and feeling you get to the stage where you just don't want to do it anymore because you don't want to upset people. Well, that's exactly what happened. You don't. Uh... So I went. I I was always into music and dance. And so then I shifted more into dance because dance, even though I would say if there was like categories or layers of what I'm good at, I would say music would probably be first Mm -hmm. dance is second. And I always loved dance. So I was just like, let me do that because it's like, you're a team. It's not so individual because even though with a course line or with these people, you are a team. If there's somebody that shines brighter, you know, it's like, it's, it's weird. I don't know how to explain it. So with yeah. a dance team, it was more of a team. Like we're all on a team. We're all, we all have a common goal. We're all doing that. And that's when I shifted and stayed with that. And so it wasn't until much later that music was reintroduced to me. Um, I would say up until when I was 15, 16, I started going with my dad to the studio where he was writing and I started writing with him. They started giving me songs to write and I wrote them. And then like we started, you know, I started getting reintroduced to stuff at that point. That's when my dad is a very well-known Latin artist. And when they heard of me and heard my voice, it was very much like, oh, you're going to be the next, what was it? It was uh, the next Miami sound machine. They were going to, so after Gloria Estefan had stopped, they were going to reopen it. Crescent Moon was the previous label. They were going to reopen the Miami sound machine and they were looking for a new voice. Wow. And so I had kind of gotten into being considered for that, but that's not, really who I am. That's not my, even though I'm Latin, it's not my genre of what I sing. It's not what I relate to. So it was, it was teaching me at that point. I was like, I don't want to do that. It didn't feel authentic to me. And if I'm not authentic, no matter how good I am, it sounds fake. It comes across as that. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't want that. So again, I took a step back. I kept with, with dance and performance. And then when I turned 18, kind of kept going on with that. And then opened up a company later on down the line and uh, music got reintroduced again through different friends where it was just friends getting together and just coming in and just jamming. Nobody was telling me how to sing or what to do or what song to sing or that sounds sad or nothing like that. No limitations. No limitations. And so I ended up, we ended up really liking what we were doing. We started recording on social media and doing the lives and a couple of venues saw and they were like, we want to book you. And we didn't have a name. We didn't have a band. We oh didn't my have gosh. That is and I was fabulous. like, you want to book us? And they were, they were like, yeah. And I'm like, and they're like, we want to pay you. And I was like, you want to pay us? So I was like, okay, cool. So um, that's kind of how it started. I had right? to start getting serious after that. <laughs> we, we, we had a week. We had a, we had like two weeks oh because they needed to do uh, uh, flyers and promos to come up with a name, <laughs> to come up with a logo, to oh, come wow. up because we didn't, we didn't know. We were like, well, what are we going to be called? Like, what are we, what are they going to say? <laughs> Who's playing? You know? And so we were like, oh, the collectives. Yeah, that was, it's taken out of K. And then that was it. That was it. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad it, because we were a collective group of people so that's yeah. kind of like where we where we put it together and that's very much the formation of the band is we have three founding members which is myself and the drummer and um the guitarist right but we also bring in local other artists and performers that's why we're collective oh, we're able to shift out people you know during that during that time if someone's unavailable we bring someone else if somebody is more appropriate for this then we bring in that person and that's it allows fabulous. us to really yeah. have community um you know for local musicians i i love it i, I love what we do 
Yeah, I, I love that what you've done because you're not staying as like a four piece band. That's it. And if someone's ill, the band can't perform. And if if someone's going on holiday, then you have to make sure all your dates are cancelled. But yep. that way, you've always got someone who can. Yes. It's not. It's not just having someone who can take someone's place. It's giving them the opportunity and the platform to be yes. seen and to have their work and out that's ex- and that's exactly exactly how it happened because we started getting work and then we started getting a lot of work and then like requests and bookings and then the guys were like we could where did this come from we can't just take everything and i'm like guys i don't want to miss the opportunity that we're you know people are wanting to see us so then through all of those music jams that we had done we were like okay let's have chris this he, who is a jazz drummer not a rock drummer which is very different and I got to see that in their playing so when you see Chris playing with us versus Joe playing with us those are very different sounds mm. Joe's a rock drummer so they comes out more Chris mm-hmm. is a jazz drummer so it's like more like like a more like a yeah 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 feeling you know so it's depending on who's playing that day will will determine what kind of element you're going to receive from the band but you always do receive the consistent energy of I don't know how to explain it. It's it's music is one of those things that it's like how music can connect people that don't know each other, haven't seen each other, and you can be in a room and have everyone's undivided attention and you can see, like I can see from the stage, I'm looking. And to me, that is probably the closest right now that you come to connection in this whole Music connects the world. I totally agree with you. Um, art and, and music and, and anything anything artistic, it connects the world. And with the digital media now and places like what we do in Zoom now, talking from one end of the, the, the world to the other, uh, I'm in Greece, you're over in the US, um, there's, there's no stopping people from... Uh, uh, having that connection to others from another country and and like you said you were putting your stuff out ha- having fun and putting your stuff out and not thinking seriously about what you were doing but there were others that were watching it and, and they saw something and they saw something that yeah that's just that's fact not a lot of people really knew about my musical side as I from like 18 and on not, I didn't really talk about it I didn't really share it I didn't Mm. you know so when I started singing five years ago or no four years ago I'm sorry um they were like what (laughs) what is this what are you talking about and it was it's it's so amazing to see how people can come together and gravitate in in music you know and be vulnerable and be honest and um I mean, it's like, this isn't anything I expected, really. I, I, I didn't want to do music if it wasn't authentic. And one of the things that you kind of just touched on was that there's a lot of people out there that are not necessarily caring about the quality of what they're putting out there so much as if they just get seen. And I've had some things like that presented to me, like, you know, you can do this and you can do that. And then it would go so much further. But then again, you're sacrificing authenticity and you're Ooh, sacrificing yes. so many yes. things that make you who you are. Yeah. And the message that you're trying to send, if you want to get marketing and if you want to get signed and if you want to have an agent, then there's a lot of things that they're going to tell you how to be. Um, 
who to be, what to wear, what to say, yeah, um, yeah, how to post. Know, and then yeah. it's like, or, it, and they even have a lot of control of the music that you put out. Uh, they and certainly so, do. People don't want to go mainstream anymore. People don't want these so commercialized. contracts. Yeah. They don't want that. Yeah. It's not, yeah. we, I mean, we can do it now because of the, the way of the world. We can do it without them. We don't need to sign those contracts. We don't need to give our royalties away and get nothing for our work. Um, I'm finding that out now with uh, with my my books, uh, but music has always had that problem. The big greedy corporations taking everything from an artist, and and now I mean, yes, you can put it on Spotify and you can stream your music, but yeah, again, but you're not buy, making any. No, 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 but not, not even making much. People buy likes, people buy followers on Spotify, on YouTube, on Instagram, on everywhere. Case in point, and this is like, I'm so upset about it. Um, so we're in the running uh, for the opening act for the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles this oh, November. Wow, cool. We, we've been in, so we made it, we were top 20, top 15, top 10, top five, and we're in the finals, right? Oh, wow. Um, so we kept having an issue bouncing between first and third place. And I know that I was diligent with everybody getting aware and being a part and contributing and donating and all of Someone this, right? Someone was buying votes. So I get a message and I don't even know how this person has my, my, my email, my phone number. I have no idea. And they, they say, hello, we see that you're in this contest and we would like to help you rank number one. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, <sighs> and then it shows the contest that we're in. And it says, and then it shows um, screenshots of other contestants that they're helping to be number one. And they're like, if you want to be number one by the cutoff at 8 p.m. yesterday, then pay me $250 and you'll be number one. If not, you won't. Oh, wow. So, did you contact the organizers? I did. I can't, This was the second time, but this was now like the cutoff was yesterday at 8 p.m. So I don't know. I contacted them initially when I got the, 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 the stuff. And then they had said that this was somebody that they're able to count the votes. They're able to, to see it. But I think this I don't know if they have a good edge on that system because this person was able to effectively manipulate and, and get people in first place. And this is where it's like I thought this was about the music. I didn't think this was about votes. I didn't think exactly. this was about paying votes. Like this was about oh, the music. That's dear. why I was so excited. And then my heart broke. So it happens everywhere, uh, Tatiana. It happens everywhere. It's just a case of, of playing the game or stepping away. And like you said, being yourself, being authentic, being um, who you truly are, and and showing what you can do, and allowing your music to to be out there by doing it the the correct way. No cutting corners. It yeah. takes time. It does. And I responded but, to the person. I said, so if you're helping others rank number one, then how would you have me rank number one? You're making you everybody rank money, number you one. You're money. taking their money. You're taking their money. And it's now not a fair contest. It's not. It's, it's not. Rigged. No. And this is how wow. the system is. This is yeah. why I didn't even want to. Like a part of me was like, you know what? You don't win if you don't play. My dad used to say that about the lotto. Don't win if you don't play. So I was like, okay, let me submit it. Then we made it. They were like, we love your music. We're submitting it. And that was, made you it got top it 20. This was your authentic. music. Yes, yes. This was authentic. And then as soon as it went into like that system, it was, you know? It's, it's I'm sure me. they know what goes on. I, there are, I mean, the big voting, they can tell from um, 
the algorithm and the um, where the Wi-Fi is coming from or where the voting's come from and which computers are being used. They can do all that. But these these people, they've been doing it for a long time. They really know what they're doing. And mm-hmm. I think they can hide behind those those walls very easily. And it's it's such it's a shame. Discouraging. It's discouraging to people like It us, is discouraging, you know? especially to new artists. But but as we were saying before then, that uh, the way to go is to be independent. You know, right. if you get that knock on the door, oh, we want you for this gig, we want you to do an opening for um, the Hollywood uh, uh, Bowl, whatever. I, I was so certain that we had it. I was so It I doesn't was mean so you confident. haven't, darling. Don't don't give up yet. Yeah. It doesn't mean you haven't. It's, yeah. uh, it's not the end of it yet. But just remember that even if you're, you're not, you've been true to yourself. You know, you've not cheated like the other ones. And yeah. you know that whoever opens... You know why they're opening. Keep that. I know. In mind. I researched. I researched the people in our categories, and I was, you know, I never want to put down anybody else's art or anything, but I just was like, it was very commercial. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it was a lot of exposure and commercial, and um, I just didn't feel a lot of heart. You know, do what you do. That's that's it. I mean, if if you're doing what you're doing and you're enjoying it and it's working then you're on the right path you know so um what's uh we've got we've got a little bit time left so tell people about your latest um your latest track that's come out because i think it's friggin awesome and i've listened to it i've listened to it over and over again we have two most recent tracks all within me is my absolute favorite it's very it's it's uh, very personal to me, and mm. I don't know what love is. Is the is the second most recent after that, which is basically a love story on how we don't know what love is and we make mistakes. All of me, and, all of me. I love you know, it. Had it on repeat. Yeah, we get we get in the fire, we get burned again. We got to learn our lesson. It's just something that's part of life. And all within me is it's just it's just a gentle reminder that all of us have bad days, mm-hmm. all of us have bad experiences but they don't, they don't dictate who we are. We all, each of us has the power to wake up, open your eyes and look at this day as a brand new day. Be grateful that you're alive and be the best that you can. Love and it. that's the message of, this, of the song. And you know what people are going to tell you? And even in the chorus, it says, you know, I know that I'll see a mountain that I can climb and there will be people that will tell me that I can't do it, but I have do to do it, it for me. You have to do it for you, yeah. yeah. And um, I don't think you that's do, said enough. You, You've you know, done the I lyrics think, yourself for both of yeah, those I wrote, tracks. I, yeah, I wrote those. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I had a friend pass away in 2020 and mm. he was 38 and it was unexpected. And it was very, I went to high school with him. I didn't, it's kind of one of, it's very surreal, you know? And yeah. so I thought about that and I was like, I always am grateful to wake up every day, but I was especially grateful that day. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I think people need to realize a little bit more often that all of us have hard times and he was going through a hard time. And I wanted to send that message because we're always, and when I say we, I mean, you know, respectively the the world posting that perfect picture, the filtered image, you know, putting out what's best. And that's not how life is, you know? Life is not pretty, it's messy. And I think us embracing those moments allows us to be more human and, and be accepting of other people. 
I think the same with, with, with writing stories. Um, I won't sugarcoat. I'm as raw as it would get. You know, if I write about mafia, I'm going to write the the story about the mafia. It's not going to be candy floss and chocolates. Um, yes. It will be graphic. It will be bloody because that's what life is like. And Absolutely. all not all romances are happy ever after. And you producing a song and writing lyrics about that about things you know the truth and and things that a lot of people most people have gone through especially with the pandemic uh, feeling so low feeling alone and just to give them that knowledge that you know things will get better you know we've just got to keep on moving we've got to keep going and and to put that in into to song, it, I think it's fantastic because you're not like you're saying you're not going commercial and pop and 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 doing what everybody expects of you to write about or to sing about. Um, you're you're doing something that means a lot to to you, um, and will mean a lot to other people that hear it. So speaking awesome. of which, where can people go and listen to your music? Um, so right now, anybody can go to Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music. If you want to go and help the band directly, you just go to our website, which is www.collectives.com or The Collectives. And with a K, it's, it's, it's a C-O-L-L-E-K-T-I-V-E-S. And there you can sample the music, you can download and listen to the music. And that directly helps the band rather than going into percentages for, for other platforms. Very good. Um, yeah. And our YouTube channels as well, where we have all of our videos and all of our behind the scenes moments and our live moments at concerts. We've been really good about updating that recently. Wonderful. Wonderful. I had a, a quick look um, a, a few days ago on the YouTube. Yeah. And uh, I was listening to the music on, on the website. So direct everyone over to the website first to listen to the music and to download direct from there because the money then goes to the artist and not to a corporation. The yes. same with my books, people. You buy direct from the author. Don't bother with the big corporations because they take all our pennies. And, and we work really hard as artists we work really hard um it costs money to produce a, a record to do videos it costs money to make a book it costs money to market yourself yeah. you know this isn't a, a free ride either of us have got so we should get compensated for it we should earn money for what we love doing but because it, it spends I mean, we spend a lot of money uh, doing what we love doing to start with. Um, and, and it takes a lot out of us. And uh, I think it's a time that artists, um, authors, um, bands, musicians, illustrators get paid for what their work is worth. It's about time that happened. Okay. And I hope anyone who's listening, anyone who's watching this episode um, understands where we're coming from. And from now on, we'll think uh, a bit differently when you go out or you buy that uh, record or you buy the track or you buy that book. Tatiana, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. And thank you so much for taking the opportunity to do this because I know you're right in the middle of a, a uh, a yeah. route uh, traveling I around. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you sharing our story. No, it's wonderful, wonderful. Um, I wish you all the best for the future and uh, we're going to keep in touch. Thank you.
you're listening to the podcast behind the pen behind the pen brings you fun and entertaining interviews by amazing creatives and if you'd like to help keep the podcast going you can donate as little as five dollars on my linktree page that's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash karina gantus or small letters don't forget to follow like and review the podcast your support means everything 